up. Hello, welcome to Remote Corona Podcasting. This is the Unacceptable Podcast with Mila and Ken. Uh, some news, we're now on Patreon, uh, so if you would like to show us some love and get some ASMR Bible recordings, uh, please hit us up on there. That'll be in the show notes. How's it going, Ken? It's going good. We're out here. It, I mean, Corona's serious. I wasn't taking it serious till like three days ago, but now young people are getting sick, so... Now it's like it's it's our time. <laughs> what? Yeah, I know. It's it's now it's like real for us. I um I've been in quarantine cuz I've been traveling, so I uh I'm in my basement and I haven't had contact with the outside world. I'm going insane. I am drunk tweeting and upsetting people and uh my gym's closed, which is just utterly tragic. Uh, so please blame my inappropriate tweets on my gym. What did you say? What did you say? <laughs> I just like offered too many opinions on things that I probably shouldn't have. Um, like my musings about settler colonialism and like uh, stuff like that. And uh, not what Twitter's for, though. Yeah, I think, though, like, once you get a larger following, you really need to be, like, now it's, like, it's not your personal space anymore. Now it's, like, it's a public you know, space. what you say is going to, like, get out there. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, sometimes I tweet things, and I'm, like, I don't even know if I agree with this. I'm just riffing here. And then afterwards, <laughs> I'll be, like, mm, I don't know why I did that. Then I'll just delete every single tweet that I have. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's, like, made worse by, like, being inside all day. Totally, totally. I deleted all my social medias. And yeah. I, I I started to find Reddit and Imager so, f- like, un-fucking... What's the word? Un... Dude, Imager, that's a throwback. Well, I feel like a lot of males are on Imager. I used to go on it all the time. I know. we have a We have a mutual friend who... It was about that image of your life. I don't. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we won't get into that. Um, <laughs> I, I, all all the men on Imager are like, "Fuck you, bitch." No, I'm kidding. What? Um, I'm just I'm just kidding. I okay. just wanted to uh, make a joke. About I Imager. found the the men on Imager tell like progressive dad jokes. Like the top comment is always same with Reddit. It's like it's supposed to make like take the steam out of like the other side in like the stupidest way. Oh, I'm yeah. not very articulate today. Oh, well. Yeah, it's fine. No one's articulate in a pandemic. Um, but yeah, this I found like every podcast I've been listening to has been talking about the corona. Yeah. Um, I, it's like it's a really. I, we're kind of lucky is that like in Canada the cases are way lower than in the states. Yeah. Now the states has the highest amount in the world cases dude maga <laughs> we have the best <laughs> they're no like <laughs> number one like people are chanting like usa <laughs> um oh so much to talk about they apparently they've militarized the border 
Yeah, all borders are can Canadian borders closed too. Yeah, but um, like you know, I have this theory that in the next fifty years, the U.S. will annex Canada for global warming land because they're going to need to put all those illegal immigrants. No, uh, like honestly, they're just going to be like, mm, we kind of want northern BC. The warmer things get, the more northern Canada is going to be a desirable place to live. Yeah, that's true. That maybe that's an exaggerated timeline, but now they're already. Maybe it'll just be a, a Corona annexation. Oh my god, I really don't want to become American. <laughs> no offense to our American yeah. listeners. If I was being super selfish, in the next twenty years, I'd get dual citizenship and some property in the states. And I'd yeah, totally hedging my bets, but not being like a brave patriot. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I was just in Calgary, um, in Alberta, and. Uh, apparently there everyone's scrambling to buy a gun right now <laughs> and uh why i don't know like i don't know if they think it's like the apocalypse or something but there was like a gun store and like the lineup was like around the block people act very weird i know yeah like the toilet paper stuff and are like, they trying to cut in line while maintaining a, a, a space distance that's a yeah it's it's weird i'm like why would you want to stand in line right now yeah. like it just seems kind of like unwise the um i'm just like thinking like i was just like why do you at first i was like why does everyone need so much toilet paper like do you like go to the bathroom more in the pandemic or like People are buying like tampons and like the hundreds, and I'm like, dude, you get this like once a month. Like, how much? Yeah. Like, They're, you just people, like <laughs> they've been. I. This is what happens when you you troll the coronavirus subreddit. Um, people are like, this could last twelve to eighteen months. Yeah, I doubt it. I I thought so too, but the more I'm like, the more I hear, the more I'm like, fuck. Well, China's returning like back to normal in a few weeks. Mm. but but are uh, they is that a good model <laughs> yeah i i That's honestly I'm, I'm starting to like admire the chinese i'm like you oh. guys like like they like know how to get shit done and like us lazy ass like canadians are just like yeah, but... but i want to go to the, like <laughs> oh i'm true church i know i'm sorry but like <laughs> it, uh... just, like shout out to the chinese um you're doing great, sweetie. Uh, um, I don't know. You just gotta you gotta admire it. Like they're they're they yeah. have they have a sense of discipline that like we do authoritarian not authoritarian governments seem really to get have. shit done. I know, but like Easiest our government's authoritarian people. in like other respects, so it's kinda like I'd rather uh, than be authoritarian. How and, so? like, like we've been like shutting down and like like peaceful protests and like mowing down like land that's not really ours and like but it kind of is <laughs> no it's not it's unseated it's like legally not ours uh, um like that is authoritarianism um so how did how did this affect the pipeline do you know yeah so i think and a lot of people are talking about this it's like people the, like people are scared that the government's going to use the virus to like shut down political dissent oh that's yes okay finally something we can okay yeah so like um like obviously and you know maybe like protesting is not gonna be um like the ideal so i have like a few thoughts on this like firstly like obviously they're gonna go to protests and be like 
like that's that's it. This is a public safety hazard. Um, you cannot gather in large crowds right now. Yeah. But I've also been thinking, and like I talked to one of my friends about this, is that like I don't think that mass protests are going to be the future of political dissent anymore. Like, what's it going to be? I, I hear that, but I don't know. I think a lot of like changed? virtual pressure. Oh, um, I don't want to live in this world. <laughs> I, I think one of the issues with protests is now they're becoming more like parades. Not the Wet'suwet'en. The Wet'suwet'en protests were actually quite uh, effective, and they were very like because first of all it wasn't that like a mass crowd it was like an effective group of people trying to like enact a certain kind of disruption which is like different than what i think a lot of mainstream protests are doing right now like i think of protests like the women's march um which i like talk a lot of shit about and like i apologize but um some of their organizers are just kind of like cringe well yeah um and like they praised Barbara Bush, and so there's no turning back on that. Like that's you're now my enemy. <laughs> so, this is way above my head. Yeah, no. So I just mean like basically, I think that right that and the climate march, they're both so broad that so many people can like. Um, well, you could say the same thing about Black Lives Matter, couldn't you? No, Black Lives Matter is a very narrow protest with a very like. But specific... there's there's people associated that are like, oh fuck there's a specific set of demands that they're enacting that and so black it's actually there's the movement for black lives and then there's like chapters of it that have specific goals in mind right okay so i think that's actually quite effective because they'll take an actual case of something that happened and they'll say like we demand justice in this respect and so like we want this person to be uh mm. like put on leave or, or fired for for killing this person so it's like it's very specific yeah the okay. march the marches that ha have like so many people um and they're just like vague they have like a vague agreement rather than something specific so like women's march it's like trump is bad okay well how many people think trump is bad and how many people think like are into like women's rights like people from ah. so many different <laughs> people from so many different uh ken's alarm is going off right now guys my alarm my hair pods are falling out sorry i just unplugged yeah. it is it bothering okay. can you hear it yeah i can hear it oh, fuck okay yeah but then this always comes the only thought i can offer is that eventually things become like that you're saying something much more sophisticated and valuable but i always criticize myself in that like puritanical almost catholic way like are you just thinking that this is no longer cool because there's too many uncool people <laughs> i don't know i i think like i mean this is what i wrote my thesis on too is like protests and i think the issue is for example like i wrote about protests in egypt um and the protests against mubarak and like the problem is, is like there was such a, a wide range of people and like the the grievance was like we don't want Mubarak in power which is like a, a good grievance but like people had different reasons why so like there were religious conservatives that were like we want to legalize like polygamy and FGM and stuff like that and then mm -hmm. there were feminists in the same crowd being like we want better personal status laws for women and stuff like that but like there's it's just too vague because yeah. like so i just think that i don't know i think there needs to be like a cohesive ideology behind a protest and like protests like the women's march 
or like the climate march they kind of function more as like parades they don't really put any pressure on, <laughs> but, but on anyone they i mean okay. and that's fine so you can like call a cultural, it a parade they're like yeah. a cultural i i don't have a positive uh connotation to parade i think they're kind of stupid <laughs> is that what you're saying uh, no i just mean like i don't parade, know how i don't know about like it's i don't know about <laughs> its political efficacy yeah um, fair. but it's more like a cultural gathering then or something yeah and i mean that's fine like you can say like you know we all have um we all have these kinds of interests or we want to gather together and like express like a sort of mutual understanding with each other and like bond over that and that's fine um yeah. but like i wasn't as like people were very impressed with the turnout of the climate march and i was just kind of like okay like fine but what has this done like it gets news coverage um and like the schools are giving people like permission to walk out so it's like is it really a walkout you know what i mean like the schools are like yes we agree climate change is a problem so we'll let you walk out and then it's just kind of like okay the, now the it's schools should hire security to have like a fake <laughs> resistance yeah. that can be overcome this could be the future of like politics like i know of, i'm like, kind man, of like this sounds oh, like some alien science fiction shit i know i feel like i could write like a novel about this yeah i um yeah i i was just like i don't know i i I was kind of disappointed in the sort of, I, I saw like enthusiasm for these things, like very widespread and I didn't really, I wasn't super impressed. Um, With all the parades or all the Corona protests or which, all, like, there, all, there's no Corona protests. <laughs> you haven't, what? You've never heard of the Corona protests? In month, there was a satire of, of like a Montreal Facebook page that was like protest against the coronavirus because Montreal, like they protest over everything. But there's some that's been like effective and that's because they're narrow. Like in 2003 yeah. in Canada, there were these huge protests against Canada joining the Iraq war. And like they actually made a huge impact on our government's decision not to join this war and like at the end of the day that saved canada a ton of money and it saved us from just murdering people abroad so it's just kind of like you know sometimes they they are good elements to protest but i think you need to have specific demands and you need to have cohesiveness among the protesters yeah um, there's a really good book called ideology and popular protest by george ruday i recommend it to a lot of people all the time it's a little book. It's not hard to read. So FJM is female genital mutation, right? Or FGM. mutilation? Yeah. Yeah. Just for yeah. Our, our our less less and educated it's, listeners. You know. And it's not the same <laughs> as male circumcision. I think a lot of people, and I, I might get in trouble for this because a lot of like activists are like, "Oh, it's bad when you do it to women, but not to men." But with women the specific purpose is to like like make it so that they cannot have sexual pleasure That's with so, men. it's like there's like religious reasons for it and it doesn't really damage them that much yeah i'm gonna get no. this shit for saying that. no i think like, i think most people intuitively i don't know like the details but like stretching a bit of skin over and then like putting saliva on it so that it heals is different than like carving up like, oh my god I you know just what I mean? thought, yeah i just thought of like when i was took history in grade 11 we watched this movie um and i forgot what it's called now but it was about it was like in germany during the holocaust and there was a jewish kid that was like posing as like a german 
and yeah. like like with the Nazis so that he could like survive. And there's a point where he has to see a doctor and he's worried because he's circumcised. And there's a scene where he's trying to uncircumcise himself. Does he and cut they, himself? It's just like it looks so painful and they show it on screen. And what like does he do. Um <laughs> I don't like he's oh it just looks so. well I've heard people try and uncircumcise themselves there's like a big internet 4chan like to talk about oh my cut, god cut versus uncut back in the day it was a big like question of masculinity I never really <sighs> cared that much but there's yeah I mean I well I was just shocked like I just remember watching this in my classroom and being like what the heck and like the teacher just left it on he was like oh god but like he didn't really like like turn it Engage? off Oh my God, Bert Kreischer was telling a story. He went to this Catholic high school and they showed a third trimester abortion. The teacher just wheeled the TV and pressed play and left the room. <laughs> and there was like arms and shit coming out. No, that's awful. I Speaking of Catholic school, I saw this tweet and I was waiting to like tell you about it and I forgot. And this guy said, it's Catholic canon that in the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus Christ saw every sin committed by human beings, which means that he watched a guy blasting rope to Waluigi hentai and still decided to sacrifice himself for humanity. Absolute <laughs> legend. Oh, uh, what, a, what a good one. I know. I was, uh, that's a very interesting thought to ponder, that he saw every... Oh, man. Imagine all the, like, imagine? the deep wormholes of pornography people are getting into into quarantine. <laughs> That's oh. man. People are gonna come out like thirty pounds heavier and like way more fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I was actually concerned about that. Like I was like, yeah, like people are gonna, because you don't move as much, mm-hmm. and like like even if you work out, it's like you're still sitting around. And I'm just, yeah, that's a very big concern. Dude, I am so sad because I was running like 10 miles every day and I was like losing maybe like half a pound a week. But if I stop exercising, I could literally be 300 pounds within like, like it's like scary and sad. What? I don't even understand how you'd only lose like half a pound. Because I'm just, I'm just a big fatty with a slow metabolism. (laughs) It's just the way it goes. I got like those Tyson Fury genes. Oh my God. I... And but for like so it's okay for me because I can like here I'm gonna demonstrate my privilege but I can run up into like the Rice Lake Loop right like Vancouver is a pretty good place to suburban oh man if I had to make rent living in East Van that would be such a terrible time to be quarantined but like I'm at my parents' house and like if imagine being like a poor person in like a like a I don't want to say inner inner city almost sounds cliche but you know you can't run I don't know yeah it's too crowded. I, I I just started reading this book about the downtown east side. Um, I'm reading like two kind of depressing books right now. Um, so I'm reading one by uh, Gabor Mate and it's called In the Realm of Hungry Ghosts and he's a psychiatrist. Uh, he's also the, the father of Aaron like Mate father. who is, <laughs> who is um, a journalist at the Grey Zone. Shout out to Aaron. Um, but <laughs> who also does great work um but yeah I, I, this book is, is very interesting he worked as a psychiatrist on the downtown east side and dealt with addicts and like the stories are just like heartbreaking i was reading it and just being like i can't believe this is just going on like 20 minutes away from me and like 
Yeah. There's not yeah. like, what can I do Dude, about it? You know what's crazy? Or what was going on in the downtown east side 20 minutes from us? It's more like, more like an hour, but. <laughs> by bus. <laughs> by bus, like... yeah. It's more like an hour, dad. <laughs> <laughs> but what's going on? <laughs> no, it's just like, like the, there's just such a high rate of addiction and so much oh, yeah. trauma. And, like, these people are just really, I think people just don't understand addiction very well. And so they are very... But but what could... So I've been addicted to a lot of shit, but not... But what, like, what possibly... Or what understanding would help people understand? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean, so this book is written by a guy who's, like, a child survivor of the Holocaust. So he's experienced a lot of trauma and he is tying trauma to addiction and he found that like most people that dealt with serious addictions had some sort of like either like childhood trauma or some sort of uh mental illness issues and i think like that's kind of the root cause of the problem and so like i feel like better mental health care mm-hmm. would be like i feel like i don't know I- i'm i'm a little conflicted on this because like on one hand I've always been skeptical of mental health care and I've been Thank like psychology yeah. is a bunch of woo. It's like my fo- yeah, yeah. But like <laughs> but also like I think for some people it is really helpful to have someone to talk to and like especially like you know maybe for me it's just cuz I have a ton of like awesome friends that have just been really helpful in yeah. my times of need whereas like you know not everybody has that and um sometimes it helps to get like professional help it probably depends on the professional as well like if they're like crappy like I have so many funny psychiatrist stories like (laughs) I had this psychiatrist that looked like Bill O'Reilly and like wore like a black turtleneck like every day and it was just like "Mm -hmm, yes like yeah had all this like orientalist Arabic stuff in his office Uh. really strange and he was like oh yes I think you need more Ciprolex that's kind of how he talked. If he ever <laughs> listens to this, it's, yeah, he probably won't. So it's fine. But sorry, Bill O'Reilly. It. I. I find it kind of. I don't know. I've had friends say like, "Yeah, so my doctor's just like throwing random. We're just gonna adjust. We're just gonna double this, and we're gonna take a little bit of this out. Like it's like ran, randomly making a cocktail of medicine." And I'm like, "Yeah, the fuck. What the fuck are you guys doing?" And they're like prescribing shit. They don't know how it works. It was like a clinical trial to cure cancer. They're like, well, it kind of minorly reduced depression. So let's sell it. Like, you know, I know. I, I mean, that's the thing is like, I think, I don't know. I, I, it's hard to tell with like drug addiction, but I think like, for instance, like trauma is a very real problem that we should probably research like in terms of like treatment. Mm -hmm. Um, and like clearly like the people that this book is talking about like they are clearly have went through a lot of stuff and like they just don't get any sympathy from anyone mm-hmm. and like the point that dr mate is like making in this book is like okay well a lot of us are actually like we're all actually really similar to drug addicts and we don't know it and like we all like have like addictions or like not all of us but i mean like a lot of people have addictions and like they don't see how similar they are to drug addiction. Mm, yeah. Um, I was just thinking of a RuneScape meme where it's like we all have something that takes the pain away, and there's like <laughs> cigarettes, like RuneScape. Oh my god. Yeah, have you seen those images of like just girly things from Tumblr? Yeah, that's oh my god, that's funny. Um, all addicted to something that takes the pain away. 
Well, he uh, was talking true, about things if like you, working and shopping and stuff like that. Yeah, like like do you set up talking? I just talk about like okay. I mean, do you set up treats for yourself like in a day? Sometimes, like, not in a day, not, but, but not like, every day. Oh fuck, you're you're ahead of me. I'm like we used to be cigarettes. Like I can do three hours of work and then I can let loose and have a cigarette. And then okay. it was like. I guess it's like coffee now. Like if you do this and this and this, you can like have, have a cough. Okay. See for me that I don't even view that as a treat. I just have it. I don't so maybe either, it's just yeah. more that you're like, you're more like ascetic. Ascetic. What does that mean? Like a minimalist. Than me <laughs> no, that's definitely needs. not me. I like St. Francis of Assisi. Yeah, totally. Oh man. <laughs> My room smells so bad right now. It's like, <laughs> so gross oh my god i yeah my quarantine hive isn't the greatest i just have like a <laughs> bottle of hot sauce on the table that oh, I, nice. put on. I had hot sauce on toast this morning okay what the fuck <laughs> it was actually really good but like there's like what nutritional value are you looking for from that i know there's no nutrition but i have an orange too that'll have a bit but nice. you know just the With basics yeah yeah i know at the rate of which i go through hot sauce is like really bad i'm gonna have digestive problems for sure i think i already probably am working on an ulcer it's really sad to think do you know about ulcers my uncle has one he also Mm. puts hot sauce on everything Uh uh-oh um they should come up with a hot sauce that makes you not get an (laughs) ulcer with new like anti-ulcer bio what are they called? Bacteria. Yeah. So I think it also is like a hole in your stomach lining. Ugh. Oh, that's awful. Last night, I was like trying to open a beer bottle and I cut my finger Ooh. because I don't have a bottle opener. And like I tweeted about it because I just thought it was funny. And then one of my followers was like, <laughs> I guess he's like been observing my habits. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, I think you have an alcohol problem. <laughs> oh. It'd be funny if he like compiles like a big screenshot of like your your timeline of tweets. Like, what the fuck is going like, on here? Like, Grime has an alcohol problem. A thread. <laughs> oh, that, that's that's how you know you've made it if people care about you. Aw, no, I think it's just like there's a certain section of Muslim Twitter that like monitors your sins. Um, <laughs> oh, I don't know funny. if that's, this guy's like part of it, but. There definitely has, like, I remember, like, uh, there was, my my favorite thing is when they, there was this one person that was talking about how doing your eyebrows is a sin, like, getting your eyebrows done. Okay. Like, bless Muslims. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's so hard to know what's right and wrong. I think doing your eyebrows is fine. I do, too, but, like, (laughs) I'm sure there's some things, oh, fuck. What do you think is wrong that other people think is okay? that's a good exercise to to think about um i was just listening to a podcast about whether it's ethical to sell your organs or like to like have a like legalized selling organs and at Uh, first i was really averse to it um because i was like obviously then it's just gonna make the poor like like more likely to like do like really risky and like terrible things um, do abortion clinics take fetuses and for the stem cells, or do they have to sell them? Well, I don't think they can sell them. Well, if people, that's 
I'm pro-life, but if people are going to abort their fetuses, shouldn't they sell the stem, sell the stem cells? Well, they should donate them, probably. No, they should sell them to athletes <laughs> who need... Uh, it's like a certain, they start up like well, a honestly, that's, What? Well, that's one of my like more dystopian angles of abortion. Like, oh, my God. Abor- like farms of fetuses to have stem cells for wealthy clients. Well, with organs, I think, like, the guy on the podcast was making the point is, like, you can regulate it. So, like, let's say you want to sell your kidney. Like, instead of just donating it, you can get money for it. But, like, through your doctor or, like, the insurance, like, you don't just, like, give it to someone. Like, you don't just be like, here you go. (laughs) What's the the issue with that? I guess, like, there's, I don't know, there's a few, like, people just have visceral reactions to it. I told my mom and my dad about it, and they were like, I'm concerned about you. I don't know. Um, no, so, like, I, I don't know, I have, like, mixed feelings. I think, like, I was thinking about the analogy to, like, sex work, mm-hmm. where, like, sex work is all, it's obviously, like, disproportionately, like, poor, the poor that, like, are sex workers, and, like, <laughs> um are in like economically precarious situations and it's usually like rich guys that like use their services and like exploit their economic situation and so i feel like that's like similar to the organ situation Mm. where it's like you still gotta let people do business well yeah i'm saying like i don't agree with criminalizing sex work you know what i mean like i think like it's like uh, decriminalize organ sale <laughs> but i don't know about don't the organ thing i'm it. genuinely conflicted i say let them let them sell their shit like i just i don't know i don't know why not if you have like two healthy lungs what do you need that for no lungs is a humorous example what it what it like aren't the kidneys and, and like we have two kidneys we only really need one yeah we don't need two kidneys i was just watching the family guy episode where like <laughs> this is how far into quarantine i am i'm like watching Family Guy reruns. Family Guy, hey, was good. Family yeah. Guy, up for Family Guy. And there was like, it was the episode where like Brian uh, was gonna give his kidneys to Peter, and because he's a dog, he needed to give two. Oh. And then, and then at the end, like the doctor's like, I'm just gonna give you mine. Like I don't think you can actually give a dog's kidneys. That's <laughs> uh. yeah. Anyway, what what is something that you think is immoral or moral that others would find immoral hey, wait, the, question was the, the question was the opposite because uh you're more like open than me right right i come from a kind of uh catholic uh informed worldview okay so i'm gonna take this opportunity in the corona panic to say some absolutely abhorrent shit you ready mila oh no am i I think you should be brave, and this podcast will be enriched if we can go here. Okay. Because it's a great, undiscussed kind of area. Okay. So, all right. So, hopefully nobody's listening, because I don't really <laughs> want to talk about this in person, but I'm going to say it. So, I'm bisexual, mm-hmm. but, like, mostly straight. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, it's like a spectrum yeah, kind of just, thing. It's a, and I have kind of no interest in uh, pursuing dudes. I just, in the words of... Uh, Robert Freeman. I know what a good-looking dude in a ponytail looks like. So there's that, and then also from my Catholic thing, I'm not sure. I think homosexual unions are moral, like or marriage ethical. or yeah. sex. So that's that's uh two two little hot. That's little not spicy. that bad. Like I, I don't think anyone cares. <laughs> about that I was gonna be like, 
I thought you were going to talk about, like, we child porn or something. What the and I was fuck? Like... Who do you think I am? Oh, now, now I think we have to edit. I was totally okay with everything that I had said, and then you brought up... Uh, okay, no, we're not no, editing. No, 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 not no child porn. I thought it was going to be something about, like, a, like a femophilia. 16-year-old? No, yeah. But I didn't think... I, I, mean, I thought you were going to just be you, trolling. Now that you mention it, no. <laughs> um... um from an evolutionary biology perspective, no. Um, yeah, but like you still have like so many queer. Yeah, stopping them from having like gay sex. Yeah, like we're we're we can dap me up on the street like my gay bros, but like from a like it's weird... just you wouldn't do it. No, it's more than that. It's like I I spent a lot of time trying to build. That's an INTP. No, but like. I tried to build a cohesive worldview and now I'm kind of caught between a secular and a, it's not that outstanding, but it is interesting to live, you know? Well, we can, like, we can, we can discuss this through if you want. We can explore I'm curious, this I, I'm curious what the next step is because I've kind of become more cowardly in my old age. That's how I feel. Like I, like even saying that at 19, okay, so part of it was I was an actually smart, intellectually engaged person at a Catholic school with te- so I'd fend teachers' questions occasionally for them with conviction and coherence. And they'd be like, oh, well done, Ken. And I'd get, like, so dapped up, pats on the back, like, a true believer. <laughs> From this, like, atheistic religion teacher who's, like, so tired. He doesn't want to deal with this shit. Um, so I got really praised for – and I'd planned to be, like, outspoken about this. And then I became more cowardly when I saw the way the political tides turned. And that was another lesson. As my, as my religion failed, my belief in my own integrity – became like it struck you know what i mean it, i had no more pornographic fantasies of being a hero mm. at least in this this regard um i think that's just growing up oh but but i don't want to be a because like i've been that's similar to i don't want to <laughs> no i know but i've been similar to like yeah. it's just like you know you just grow up and you realize like the world like is not gonna align with you and everything and oh, like, and, then you, and then you stop saying you stop speaking your truth, and you get a normal job, and you have kids that like think you're a dinosaur, and then you die. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Oh, no, yeah. I mean that's why you I'm have a podcast. That. That's why you have a yeah. podcast to speak your truth. Yeah, and um, it's, I think it's the best medium because, like, if people actually like everybody I see on a podcast, I'm like, I at least, you know what I mean. I'm in a space where I'm sitting down and I'm like open to them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, it's like yeah. a very good way to communicate. I think yeah as opposed to like a facebook post that your family comments on so i found like more and more with like um i don't know do you want to unpack your your controversial statement yeah you you unpack it i'm like just gonna breathe over here (sighs) yeah so like i think a lot of times like with like so there's for our listeners there's like a sort of catholic um rationalization about uh homosexuality um ken and i are both like very close in numerous ways to (laughs) queerness so (laughs) you're not quite (laughs) um but anyway anyway we won't get too into that um but the um the sort of catholic position is like you can't have sex until you get married and you can't have get married unless you have the intent on having children. And wait, no, 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 no. Okay, this is where I nitpick, and this is where I I don't think that's actually true. That's what I learned in religion ten. What you can't have? Who taught you that? 
my religion 10 teacher can we bring him up well i don't want to mention his name but like why why not I, he taught me so much aren't we gonna get him on the pod we'll get him on the pod but like until he agrees to have I his name i bone to pick with him okay. okay no but but his point was like you when you get married you need to be open to having kids but that's not the same as explicitly getting married to have kids no but like you're not allowed to get married if you say we're not gonna have kids what yeah i didn't know that i don't think that's true yeah it is it's the four f's or something I hate when Mila teaches about catholicism so he was the saying four f's? Oh, one what of the, the four when i dropped out one of the funniest things was that if you have erectile dysfunction then you can't you're allowed to get an annulment like your wife is allowed to annul it <laughs> Oh, fuck. Dude, annulment, like, technicalities get so funny and sad. Like, I someone trying to have faith, like, oh. But, but imagine if you want an annulment, but, like, you uh, you don't know what to do, so you just pretend that you can't get yeah. it out. Or, like, you're, like, <laughs> soft one day, and you're like, well, Doc, see? <laughs> Bishop, look. <laughs> but I don't working. get how they prove it. Like, do they yeah, show, I like, know. do you like, make a video a, for how, the priest? <laughs> how easy do you have to be? <laughs> the priest is, like, very good. Skip forward yeah. to the part where you are hard. <laughs> no, oh man. Um, but I think that like once people like interrogate their views on this, they don't actually care that much about whether gay. But but I don't think that's gay. good enough. I think some super puritanical people would start yelling at me, and I think they're kind of right in that. You know what I mean? Like I should, if I was a super soldier of the intellect, I would. I would come to the right conclusion after much hard work, but I'm doing, I'm none of those. You know what I mean? That's I not happening. You, you know what I mean? Like, or maybe it's just a desirable, it's a, it's desirable to think you want to know exactly what you think and be right about everything. Yeah. I used to always like when like, I didn't know what to think and I had a prof that would just tell me what, like, he's like, Oh, you mean this? And I was like, damn, you're right. good and bad you know yeah yeah i think like really smart people are capable of being like okay well like i think what you're saying is this and then like if that really resonates with the other person then it's like damn yeah um i think though a lot of the like struggles right now like a lot of queer people right now like the issue isn't really about getting married like i don't think that's what people care about i think people care about not getting like harmed that's really just, funny that I, I was just like organ donation and you're like, well, you, 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 uh, you, I think you switched the question. I think the question was what is something you think is wrong that other people think is fine. And then you asked me, what is you something? Oh, fuck. No, you did get it right. Never mind. Okay. Um, so in other news, I guess we can move on. Uh, Maynard, come on the pod. I was uh, I'm, I'm writing this article and just like it's kind of like edgy and I won't reveal it. It'll be released next week probably. But on um, what's the magazine called again? Passage. On you guys Passage. should definitely subscribe. It's uh it's some so hard analysis. We should talk about like I don't click on articles anymore because I don't want to be told to subscribe if I'm not subscribing. Well, that's how us writers get paid. I know, I know, but like you you've you've clicked on like a twitter link and then it's been like subscribe to see like i'm not subscribing yeah, to but the thing is is like otherwise then you have like ads and I like know, I know. you have to like bow to your donors what are we gonna do well honestly Just support original journalism like it's like i don't, I don't believe i don't want to 
thing is, if I paid for passage, I'd just be paying to get triggered all the time. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I, that's, I like, literally the purpose know, of the website. I know, I know. <laughs> If uh, you look at the opening, like, statement when they yeah. first launched, it was, like, you're not going to agree with everything. Like, this is going to provoke you. Like, the writers don't agree with each other sometimes. Like, it's... And I think, like, that's good. I, that's the exact kind of uh, media that I want. Like, I want to have yeah. stuff that's going to make people, like, trigged. Yeah. And, like, not in an edgy way, but, like, in a way that people are, like, oh, like, that's yeah. challenging uh, my pre-existing assumptions. This this article I'm writing, um, I'm talking about, like, ascetism and, like, socialism. And I'm talking about, like, how, like, I'm also, so I, I make some Jesus references in St. Francis. And uh, <laughs> then I'm, like, yeah. I feel like Maynard. Yeah. Um, like I make too many Jesus references as an atheist. I probably have like some subconscious yearning. Desire, shine on forever, shine on benevolent benevolent sun. sun yeah, what a beautiful lyric. Um, I was thinking like, what if I want religion? Like in the future, like what religion would I come to? Mm-hmm. What's the and easiest one? I think Catholicism definitely, because in Islam you can't drink, so that's like off the table. <sighs> no, but but Catholicism is like everyone knows they're dipping their toes but they can see the whole pool and they're like fuck <laughs> like what do you mean? i don't know i don't think catholicism is easy i don't think it's easy but i think it's like it's i'd rather do that because like okay yeah. islam you can't you can't drink can't eat pork that takes up so much of the fun like of life <laughs> oh man um and like I, yeah like no, it's not even that like I want to like get drunk all the time, but like I yeah. want to have a glass of wine from time to time. Yeah. The- um, and I also wouldn't want to do the Hajj. Like I wouldn't want to be like going to Saudi. So oh, yeah, you don't. Oh yeah. So like I just feel like I wouldn't be able to like fully abide, and then totally, I was like, totally. what's the point? And then. Yeah, uh, but any religion you might feel like that. Like definitely Catholicism, you're not fully abiding. Like I mean, yeah. What isn't there one that's just like a few technicalities? Like, you just have to do this, this, and this, and then you're good. For Catholicism? No, like, which religion? Oh, yeah, I don't even know. I've heard know. of them, but I don't know what they are off the top of my head, which is probably good. Guys, if you have a religion that That's lets really me easy. do some stuff, then uh, hit me up. Yeah. Catholicism, I'm like, I don't really, I guess, yeah, like, premarital sex, that's an issue. That's also, like, no offense, but that to me, I'm like, you guys are just being silly. Um, yeah. Like, just let people bang. It's going to be fine. <laughs> yeah. When when I'm braver, we can go into this, like, whole thing. We can have a big atheist versus Catholic. It's going to be, like, uh, Richard Dawkins and the uh, Archbishop. Dude, Ben Shapiro is the, is the, uh, the Christopher Hitchens of, the, of, like, religious right. Yeah. It's so, Except I was Christopher is smarter. Uh, I don't know. I was thinking about Maybe the, you're like, biased towards him because he's religious. Yeah, and I was it made me giggle. I feel like that would trigger a few people, but not you. You're too smart. I was like worried that um I was thinking about like if I continued my trajectory before like I actually did reading about politics, that I would become like a Ben Shapiro kind of person. And then I'm really grateful. We're that all I didn't. Ben Shapiros of various just we Ben Shapiro. <laughs> I don't get it. Is this some kind of meme I'm not left enough to understand? No, um, it was. it's a reference to, like, the Charlie Hebdo thing, and people kept saying, just sweet Charlie. Oh, okay, like, yeah. Solidarity. Yeah. 
and uh and then eric andre had a shirt i want to get this shirt and it says just sweet charlie and that's a picture of charlie sheen and he was like wearing it around paris what the hell is eric andre doing i don't know he should come on the pod he'd be hard to manage yeah (laughs) just how i like it yeah um in other news joe biden just been credibly accused of sexual assault and uh liberal twitters you could have had uh andrew (laughs) andrew yang oh yeah i know um but yang endorsed biden i I wonder if he did it early too it was really interesting i I was yeah i was disappointed because the the, like i was like i thought you're running against this sort of like establishment crap yeah his uh, his the explanation i was explained to by reddit comments where i get most of my information (laughs) is that he was he was trying to unify the party to win like as early as he could yeah well like there's a kind of honestly it it gave me i pretend to be okay with burn but like it gave me such a little like thrill like yeah fuck you bernie made me really question Mm -hmm. myself I just like I think <laughs> I think you're just like that because you want to be contrarian about Bernie. I don't know. I don't know. Everything is like spend, spend, spend. Um but yeah, yeah. there's um like Biden's not gonna be any better. No, yeah. Um it, Biden's gonna be much worse. Trump- Biden's gonna be a return to the Clinton Obama garbage and um, he will be spent. Biden was one of the main agitators for the Iraq war, which was one of the biggest American expenditures uh, in the past while. So I, I, if we're talking spending here, I don't really think that like Biden's going to be the champion of no spending. Yeah. Um, Is it, what are the odds that like at what time the U S starts to demilitarize and like spend money taking care of its, it's citizens. people instead. I don't even it, think it's it going to happen. Be, I think they're going to have to be a world leader. Hypothetically, it could be a world leader. You know, in a perfect timeline. They're going to have to be pressed to do it. They're not going to do it willingly. I think even if Bernie was the president, like he's like yes, he is for more demilitarization, and that would definitely leave room for funds. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I don't think he would be fully, like demilitarizing i just don't think it's possible to be the leader of like the world's biggest empire and like not uh not well could they be the first empire to transition into <sighs> something better i i don't know i think they're just gonna collapse like these interventions they keep digging themselves into deeper and deeper holes and they keep doubling down rather than pulling back and i think that's going to bring some wait so i'm going to did they do like a recent bailout of something like well they just signed a corporate bailout bill okay so another one of those so that's that's a ton of money spent that's like i think that was like a billion dollar corporate bailout that doesn't make any sense at all um but the um when it comes to war i just think that like existentially the u.s kind of offer and i've written about this on twitter so if you're a twitter follower of mine you've probably heard me say this um i think the u.s really needs to have this sort of idea or like this sort of public um conception that the u.s is always under attack i think existentially they need to feel like 
um, they have an enemy that they need to fight against. And that's kind of what holds the U.S. together in a lot of respects. Like they've always had this sort of foreign bogeyman, uh, whether it's the Catholics um, or like the Italians, the Irish, the like, not, like the communists, like Russians, Arabs, um, all whatever it is now they're trying to make it russia and china um i think they really need to just keep having uh the sort of like vague threat that's like looming over they need to make it look like they're under threat all the time um and that like they're like like they need to it's weird it's like almost paradoxical because they need to have this perpetual victimhood status while also um making it seem like they're the strongest in the world and they're the best in the world but also we're a perpetual victim um of these like big foreign scary guys and so i think like that is not tenable and like mm-hmm. people but are starting to see through that if the u.s took over the entire world i mean or would that just be nuclear apocalypse i think like, they have in some respect like like yeah. they're they're a hegemon and like they control some like really major uh economic forces like what that. if the the whole world was american in name though what if they're like all right like guys. everything was like the globe yeah. of america well, what then? i i don't think it would work i know it would definitely collapse and but like who how does how does power fall out work out in with today's technology like i don't even know what all of today's mm-hmm. technology is i think one of the things with the u.s like one of the reasons why it's been so safe and successful as well is that it's like across the ocean from its um, enemies like if mm-hmm. you think about it like it's not easy for like isis to go attack the u.s if like they were there and i mean they gotta start hard. doing stuff out of south america they do (laughs) that's the thing they do or mexico if you could Mm -hmm. somehow but they have meddled in mexican politics um maybe isis is scared of the cartel that'd be kind of funny oh you're talking about isis yeah no isis is not in south america um (laughs) yeah they should i'm honestly like they're pussies like they're gonna listen like how dare you (laughs) oh damn yeah (laughs) um but they are like a lot of them are these really pathetic like british dudes that are like on reddit all the time and like maybe they were bullied once for like being muslim as a kid and now they're like i need to like go kill a bunch of women um like they're really sad dudes um Mm -hmm. and there are women that go join isis too and like Mm -hmm. um honestly they maybe they don't know what they're doing i'm sure some of them are like misguided but well if you're a native to a, a region that's been like destroyed by the US. I totally empathize with your desire to get revenge. I do too, but not like the thing is that ISIS hasn't really attacked the US. Like most of ISIS's victims are uh-huh. in are like Syrians or um Iraqis, right? Like mm-hmm. they're not they're they're not really like an anti-US force. They they pretend to be in mm-hmm. some respects, but I don't think they have very many American victims. I think like, yeah. And so these guys, like they're more angry at like Christians. Right. But then like the targets are Middle Eastern Christians, like the, they're angry at women. Who's the target? Syrian women, Yazidi women, and like all this kind of thing. And so I don't know. 
You really? The more I so hear controversial. These, I'm ranting against the more, ISIS. The more about these ISIS guys I hear, the less I hate them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the whole Norm Macdonald joke about Hitler. That's so funny. <laughs> um, Macdonald looked really sick. He posted a YouTube video recently. He's 68 years old. I don't even know who that is. Oh, he's a genius comedian. Canadian comedian. That sucks. That he's yeah. sick. Um, yeah, the... Uh, what other news? I started to, what? What? Not to alarm you guys. He didn't. I don't. He doesn't have. I don't, he didn't say he has it. He just looked. He doesn't have. It made corona. me sad to see him look very old. I don't know if he actually is prone, but it made me feel very sad and mortal. I told my followers to like go do some push-ups if they got mad at me. <laughs> That's really scraping the barrel of disagreeability. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. Work no, out, but- you fucking insult. No. <laughs> I honestly believe that it'll make you it's funny I was listening I was listening to like um this guy who's like a running coach and he was saying like running will if you run more and if you read more then you'll be better to others and I think that is so true like that's like my new philosophy dude same same we're like the same person hearing you be happy from working out and then like getting really into Tyson Fury and like realizing he's the same I just, yeah, I've just been running a lot. and It's been great. Mm-hmm. If I could get to the place where I could get up at five every day, like you, I'd be such a happy person. Oh my God. I That's don't do that now. So fucking hard. I can't, I've never been able to do that. You just I'll have to it. do it. You just have to be like, I'll get it. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll um, wake up and I'll, and I'll slap myself in the face. <laughs> just be like, you got this. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Um, what are we moving on to? Uh, I was going to do a book review. Okay. Yeah, so before we started recording, I was telling Ken about this book I started reading, and then I thought, why don't I just um, talk about it on the pod? Because that's what the pod is for. We're talking about ideas. Yes. So I started reading this really interesting book. It's called Had It Coming by Robin Doolittle. Disgusting title, but yeah, go on. Um, it's very interesting. It's It's really more based on Canadian stuff than the U.S., which is kind of um, a bit of a break from like the Me Too discourse that's mostly been American. Hmm. Uh, and it's the subtitle is What's Fair in the Age of Me Too. Mm-hmm. So Robin, she she's a Globe and Mail writer, and she went through um, this sort like the sort of history of sexual violence laws in Canada, which are really depressing. Like some of the stuff, like that people, um, like the the there's been a lot of humiliation of women in courts. Mm-hmm. Um, especially you know when they were considered property so rape used to be considered like a property crime where it's like you're damaging a man's property rather than like you're but it really got me thinking about like law and sexual violence um because she's saying like actually canada has really good laws on sexual violence but it's about like how we enforce them get that's what makes it really messy um and so the part that I found really interesting is she's talking about uh, Aziz and Zari. Mm-hmm. Definitely uh, an interesting one. Yeah, and so that case kind of bothered me when it came up Why? a little bit. 
So basically, if people don't know, uh, somebody, and there's no disrespect to her, but she she wrote an article on babe.net about her um, date with Aziz Ansari that like kind of went wrong. And they were like, the account of it was like, okay, they're making love and like, making love sounds like I'm like some like I know. parent I from the that. 70s. <laughs> okay, they're, so they're uh, making sweet L. <laughs> they were like making out and he gave her oral and then she started giving him oral, but she started to feel like uncomfortable and she didn't really want to do it. And she was very hesitant. Anyway, she ends up doing it, but like she didn't really feel good about it. And they're, they're engaged in some sexual activities the whole time. She's kind of hesitant and uncomfortable. She doesn't say like, I don't like this. She still does it, but she's like not really, you know, like into it. Yeah. And then she leaves. And so first thing I heard when I read the story is like oh my god I totally get that like I've experienced that so many times um like I remember one time like I know this is like TMI but one time I was <laughs> hooking up with this guy and I was so not into it I just started thinking of this book I was reading and like <laughs> and like I, and like what I was gonna like write about that book while it was like going on like I just let him do his thing but I was like this is so boring yeah. and there were my neighbors they were having a conversation and I could hear it through the wall and I was just listening to my neighbor's conversation and thinking about it and I was like this is so boring so anyway so <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's not really the same because it was more about like boredom than uncomfortable mm. um but but anyway and so that's what I thought of when I was reading this and so so then, um, anyway, so she sends a text to Aziz the next morning, and she's like, I'm, like, that was not comfortable, I didn't feel okay about what happened, and he was like, wow, I'm so sorry, I didn't realize that, like, that was how you felt, whatever. She writes this article, and she says, like, she characterized the situation as sexual assault. So Robin, uh, the author of this book, she argues that that's kind of not a good way of of characterizing it because sexual assault refers to a criminal act mm -hmm. so sexual assault is like something that you can like prosecute right whereas like you can't prosecute um like uncomfortable sex yeah there's just no room in the legal code for that um also to to me it honestly sounds like he might have been being like kind of a creep but he wasn't being like actually unethical yeah i agree um I think also like sex can be awkward and messy like it's never gonna like like not never but like I can totally see like just someone not really getting what's going on I felt a bit conflicted though because like I, I I remember having a conversation with my psychologist about this once and she was just like because I was telling her about like a bad experience I had and I was like yeah but like I didn't say no or anything like I don't fault him for it it was just kind of like I just like felt uncomfortable and she was like oh, yeah but you have like your partner has an obligation to like tell when you're feeling uh, uncomfortable like they're mm -hmm. supposed to like be active and like reading you and that's probably true but I think also like people are flawed I don't see that to have the same moral gravity as like sexual assault yeah and I think a lot of people would agree with me I don't think like this is gonna get me canceled or whatever I just like <laughs> Yeah, I no, think, it shouldn't. Unfortunately, there's also a history of the fact that, like, Aziz, like, Aziz is a brown guy, and, like, there's, it's just a fact that, like, people tend to, like, hypersexualize brown men and, like... Do they? Like, yeah, and, like, accuse them of, like... Like, hypersexualize in the sense that, like, they, they treat them as people who, like, can't control themselves sexually and, like, are sexually more sexually violent than, like, white men. 
Interesting. And, and so, I didn't know that. Oh yeah, it's in so much like anti-immigration discourse. Um, oh. And so, like, I think that's something that we also need to be mindful of. And like, I'm not a huge fan of Aziz. Like, I found some of his stuff kind of annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I, I thought it was a really sloppy article. Mm-hmm. And um, Robin, the author of this book, she made a really good point. She's like, okay, this is like this was like the first big setback to me too, because at first there was like it was like there was Harvey Weinstein who like very clearly did some like terrible shit. Yeah. <laughs> and like it was yeah. like provable. Um, but you know, there, there's that aspect. Like there's like, I don't know anyway. And but this story, it's just kind of like now all of the ideas of um, that like people have against violence like against action against sexual violence are now like kind of materializing like it's like yeah like you're kind of proving your opponent's right in some respect um so that was kind of my thoughts i thought anyway i thought this was like a very thoughtful analysis yeah um on the part because she was like yeah like it's not like consent and stuff it's not like as simple as like activists like everyone wants it to be really simple yeah um but it's it's not really and like there's gonna be some like messy shit and that's fine definitely have to navigate that um it's funny to think about like classes about this yeah like 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 it i think it makes mo like it makes me go oh fucking god like you know what i mean but then maybe it's good maybe it's Mm. like similar to my reaction to like psychology but it's like it's actually like a good thing but like, should there be, like, reading your partner classes for, like, super autistic people? I, I mean, oh my God. well, okay, honestly, though, which group of people sometimes doesn't read social cues? Yeah, I mean, that's true. That's a good point. And so, like, then there's, like, intersections to this. Like, it's like, okay, well, yeah, this might impact differently abled people. Yeah. Um, Wait, how, oh, are you talking about, like, autism or, like? yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, like, I don't know what the preferred term is. Dude, <laughs> there's this whole, I can't quite unpack the stereotype, so I'm just going to float it out really sloppily, and then we're going to run away from it. But this whole, like, stereotype of, like, the autistic incel, there's, there's more, like, there's more to this than, there's more to this. <laughs> what do you mean? There's, like, okay, so if you think about, like, sexual assault as the autistic incel, I don't, I've never thought of it in that respect. Oh, okay. Like, I, it's, I've seen it, I've seen, like, I think the trope is more that autistic incels can't get laid and then they, like, shoot up things. Schools. They yeah. don't sexual assault people. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, okay, I, think, I, don't, I don't know. Maybe, yeah. But I do think, like, yeah. Very interesting. <laughs> no, go on. Sorry. When it comes to, like, with cues and stuff like that so one of the things that robin the author of this talks about is like she talks about um like these workshops where like they teach in universities Mm -hmm. where like they don't just say like don't rape but they talk about like pleasure and like pleasing your girl Mm -hmm. and and like they factor that into (laughs) well they factor that into like safety stuff so they'll be like yeah like you want your partner to enjoy sex right like and so like this is how you can do that and like part of that is like actively like enthusiastically consenting you work with your hands yeah 
<laughs> this conversation, sorry, this conversation gets so funny. I know, I know. I, I don't know. I just think it's like, it's very, um, I think it's an interesting conversation to have. And like, I think multiple sides of this debate are trying to make it an open and shut argument. And it's just not like, it's something that we need to like have a discussion about and like yeah. really work through. Yeah. Because you have like hysterical stuff on like either side. Like you have dudes that are like, that's it. All my rights are taken away. Like it's all over. And then you have like, like again, like these people who are like, my bad date is sexual assault. And it's like, no, it's clearly not. Um, Fuck. That goes into this conversation about like awkwardness as trauma. And with deadly seriousness, I think there's something, because mm-hmm. it's hard to say, like, have you ever had, this makes me, the, I can just best illustrate this with an example. Have you ever had a job where your boss treats you like shit and you feel so abused? Yeah. Is that abuse? I'm still, like, so unsure. Well, abuse is not, like, necessarily the same as, like, assault. Okay. Right. right. And, like, it, abuse so, is not but, necessarily, like, an illegal thing. Like, it's it could just be, like... But, um, like, in terms of sexual abuse and sexual assault, they're pretty... Aren't they usually kind of go ahead? I don't think sexual abuse and assault is necessarily the same, but maybe it is. I don't know. Not exactly That's a good the question. same, but very related. Let us know in the comments. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I really am not sure about that. But when it, like, there's like, um, I think sexual abuse involves like emotional abuse a lot of the time too. Right. But like emotional abuse is not illegal. That's the thing. Like you can't prosecute someone for that. Hmm. Um, Why do I have it in my head that it like is? <laughs> it's definitely not yeah um but like when bosses abuse their power there's certain action there's not all the time but some places have certain protections yeah against that um but yeah i think honestly like it's an like bosses can definitely be abusive in, in the workplace um I don't think it's bad to like characterize what you felt as like if you felt that it was abusive it's not bad to like characterize it that way to your friends if you genuinely feel that way uh-huh. i think there's like a difference in like expressing your emotions to your friends versus like doing it in the public eye in a way yeah. that's going to impact the discourse and like make the discourse go in a certain way like but- i've had i've had experiences with men that i thought were like bad and like i have I've found more comfort myself personally, like saying it to my friends than yeah. like to the public. And I think a lot of us aren't ready to like, like a lot of people aren't ready to like put their stories out like this, you know, like it's yeah. hard. Yeah. And I like this person that put out their story about disease, like I, it's, it's probably really tough for her Yeah. as well. So I don't know. Did you hear about like the claw shit? <laughs> what? I shouldn't laugh, but it it sounds so ridiculous. From like a, this feels like six ten like storytelling, but like he would like stick his hand in her mouth, and, like spread his fingers. Who? Aziz. Oh what? That's what I heard from a different podcast of a comedian. But mm. so this is why. But like. Uh, one thing I'd, I'd say is, like, he was definitely, it sounds to me, uh, I, I almost feel bad for talking about him because I'm, I'm, like, I'm, I'm inferring something that might not be there, but he was enjoying being, let's say, sexually dominant. Can we say that? Okay, but, yeah. But you can't, if that's, like, a first date, I don't know, you can't, like, do that. 
Yeah, that's really weird to do on a first date. Yeah, or I don't... Advice to our listeners. Talk about that. Don't be weird on a first date. Don't do the claw. Don't do the claw on a first date. Actually, one of my friends did that. Now she's, like, engaged to the guy, so... She got a claw? That's the thing, though. Because people like decisive lovers. That's the thing. This is not a science. Like... I know. Wait, she did the claw to a dude on the first date? Yeah, or I think it was just one finger. In the mouth or the butt? In the mouth. Oh, I don't know. When I think one finger, I think... <laughs> uh, um, oh, one no. finger claw. What would you call that? The worm? No. Uh, I think, like, there's some room for some, like, interesting conversation here. Um, and so what I, that's what I kind of have enjoyed about this book is, like, it's making me think a lot. There's some stuff that I'm, like, unsure about. I... I personally am not a huge fan of getting police like more involved in sexual violence stuff. I don't really know if that's the solution. Mm-hmm. Um, or if like cops are like, but, like I don't really trust the legal system to like be good yeah. for, for that. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that on this book. Are you reading anything interesting? I should be. My boss gave me a book, but no, I don't read. I just watch like podcasts and fights on YouTube now. I'm getting dumber by the day. Hey, no, it's good. It's dumber good. by the day. <laughs> I, I run and I, yeah. No, I'm, let me think of the most in- last thing I read. I don't know. No, nothing. Nothing Can at all. Can you read a book about Walt Disney? Yeah, that was a good book. What, like, what did you learn about it? Is he a Nazi? I really don't think so, but nobody's gonna listen to nobody's gonna listen to me. I'm pointing to my white skin, but but uh, yeah, no, I don't think so. I think I don't even like. I don't know, but, like, if that's a real theory. I just know that from like a Vinnie Paz song, and he goes, "Walt Disney was fucking Nazi, Illuminati killed Mike Jackson." I think by the end of his life, he was very country club. You mm. know what I mean? Like, not a bad person, but maybe made a bit callous and like. He wanted to do cool things, and he didn't want like do-gooders getting in the. You know what I mean? Like, like Disneyland was like nobody had ever done anything like that, and mm-hmm. it was it was both like incredibly visionary and kind of like creepily driven. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, it is kind of. It creepy was like it, honestly, that. if you want to talk typology, which I fucking hate, don't get into it. But Hitler and as an ISFJ, everything exactly the way he wants it. Disneyland, Walt Disney's like making his like dream place that has to be one hundred percent like. There's some like parallels there. <laughs> oh my god! But Walt Disney wasn't in that. You're gonna get sued by like a Disney guy for like oh, comparing dude. his personality to Hitler. No, um, I'm not saying he's Hitler, but they have. The same <laughs> uh, he um the. Oh, the thing that Disney did that was like kind of shitty is like the intellectual property law thing. Oh, they're awful now. Yeah. Uh, like maybe he, they were awful then. Yeah. Well, he had an impact on making the intellectual property laws like much worse now. What do you do? Like he. What like did the. Do? No, yeah. <laughs> it was no. very. No, yeah. <laughs> it was actually a Hitler thing. <laughs> Oh, okay. What did he do? Tell me. He like has a gun. Like, get off my lawn. Um, he like increased. So like usually like after like um, so for example like I can access like most Aristotle books on the internet because like their author has been dead for more than a hundred years. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was a hundred years after the work was made. Um. 
It's 100 years after the author. Is it? Died. I thought it's after they die. It's 100 years. Maybe it's after. after I don't know. I, for, I forgot now. But anyway, Walt Disney extended the time period. To like it, 100 years. I think or... it might be 100 years, but I'm not sure. But I know he has extended it, like, really significantly. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, that's been, like, kind of a pain in the ass for a lot of artists. Wait, um, how? Can you give me a specific example? I know, I'm, like, I know what it has, but I'm trying to think of, like... I don't know. Like, I think it's just, like, there's been a lot of, like... Like, let's say, like, you make a song and it, like, kind of sounds like another song. Yeah. And the, But that song came out, like, 20 years ago, so you probably never even heard it. Yeah. Maybe and, well, it's, like, it's just part of the genre that's, like, 251. Yeah. It's it's really funny. I remember when the Chili's, like, we're going to sue some, like, 14-year-old girl for, like, this uh for like her chorus sounded like under the bridge downtown and like that's so embarrassing but like the fate they might have like it might have been warner brothers like legal team in an office trying to find something to do like you know yeah 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 and there was um i think like radiohead was also gonna sue lana del rey did they come to some kind of agreement um I think they must have. You know, the Strokes new song, Making Bad Decisions, they they just gave a writing credit to uh, Billy Joel or some some like huge person because they're like, we basically stuck the chorus, whatever. <laughs> Here's a writing credit. Oh my credit. god. I know. It's a funny way to do things. I feel like that's, mm, yeah. Even, even, even writing credits are like so messy. Yeah. You get like Kanye's famous for like, you're in the, you get like Oprah, you get a writing credit, you get a writing yeah. credit. <laughs> Woman who works in the the, the 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 studio, you get a writing credit. You were vibing, yeah. Come into the studio, you get a writing credit. Everyone's which is so vibing. generous and beautiful of him, but like also like you might have so many leeches like hanging around hoping for a writing credit. Mm. Those residual checks, because like that's the instinct I would have is just like give every like if you helped at all. Like okay, so if you're in a band and you write most of the song, but like the drummer, the way the drummer plays affects your thing. The way the basis plays affects you. You know, every piece affects the thing. You want to give everyone a fair writing credit, but then you're mm-hmm. stretched to like too thin. Like the Pogues are interesting because like they did. I think the whole band kind of helped make the songs, but they gave most of the writing credits to Shane McGowan, so he made like ninety percent of the money, which isn't really fair. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even if he was like maybe sixty percent of the the beauty of those songs. Mm. I wonder if like these kinds of things is gonna go so far into like like I know like um people have gotten I don't know if they like they get like sued but like uh like Lizzo wrote a song and now people are mad because apparently she took a line from like a Tumblr post. Like it and so like people yeah. are like, Yeah, like she's a plagiarist from like I've been stealing it. phrases from like left, right, and center from things I like and writing songs with them and it's been really fun. You just change them a bit. Better be careful. <laughs> no, you just change them a bit. You can have like, a song called like "You're Telling Me a Shrimp Fried This Rice." <laughs> like what? Like those famous Twitter posts. Oh. Um. Oh, so she quoted like a famous meme. No, it wasn't even that famous, but it was like um, it was a a what do you call it? Like a Tumblr text post, and it was like, "I just got a DNA test. Turns out I'm a hundred percent that bitch." And then Lizzo used that in like one of her songs. That's an interesting one. And like then that's she pretty got distinctive. Famous. That's pretty distinctive. 
I can almost see it, even though it's kind of silly sounding at first. Did she just straight <laughs> up lift the line and like start a phrase with it? Like start a, start the song with that line? There's like a, like a line in the song that it's like, I just took a DNA test. Turns out I'm 100% that bitch. <laughs> and I was like, damn. Are you? What is you really that? though? Lizzo Maybe always causes like a stir. She's funny. Yeah. She's like very confident. I think I had a dream I called her fat. Everyone got I mean, her. Like, like what she like I think she <laughs> she knows. Oh, okay. I, I didn't know. I was this is my way of floating it up, but I did have that dream and I was like, what? It's true. I'm fat I, too. No it's no problem. Yeah, like fat's a, a descriptor. It's you can still be pretty. There you go. Yeah. Um, but like, uh, like she's pretty, but, um, but that's like her her thing. Like she's just kind of like I'm confident fat person. Like it's yeah. I don't know how posing naked is like the height of bravery. I really don't. I I find it scary. I don't know. Oh, like, yeah, what but do like, you do it? The, I don't see what the value of it is. No, I don't know what, like, in terms of, like, artistic value. Like, I don't think it's inherently valuable. I would just be scared to do it. Yeah, but I'd also be scared to, like, suicide bomb something. But, like, <laughs> I, I mean, just to tie it back in, I, just, I don't so imagine naked suicide bomb. Oh, there we go. That's the, the ultimate act. The female We're giving ISIS female, ideas, man. I'm like... female suicide bombers to I'm point like, out the West's gross hypocrisy <laughs> or something. They're gonna listen to this first and be like, "Damn, this girl's a bitch." And then after, we have so many be like, fans. Now they're gonna be like, Did "They come after me or you first? Probably me. Probably you, yeah. yeah." I'm like Lebanese half Christian. If that's their nightmare, and uh, yeah, I'm like a devil for them. I've also been like very outspoken against like the ISIS in Syria and stuff. Yeah, you actually believe things too. <laughs> yeah, no, and yeah. I'm an atheist. I'm a heathen. Ooh. I'm a leftist. I'm Damn. a person of the book, at least. Yeah, you're a person of the book. Well, so am I. Technically, I guess no, because I'm an atheist. That's first and foremost. I guess God delusion, maybe. Maybe read this this book. <laughs> yeah, me. Can you imagine? You just like are met with <laughs> well, an ISIS fighter, like, and you the give funniest, them the God delusion. I read it like people of the book, and then it's like a Richard Dawkins. Like, <laughs> it's like Dawkins, Hitchens, and yeah. Uh, Dennett. Yeah. yeah. Um, I actually read Dennett in a university class, and it was a really weird book. I have no definitely idea. the weirdest one. Well, what did he say? It was like about like waking like is it was like is your mind your body or is like your body your body? And it was about like needing a Tylenol because like your arms been cut off or the something. Mind, I, it was like it was really mind strange. Mind body duality. <laughs> yeah, it was something like it was something like that. I didn't really read it very carefully. I that class was at eight thirty in the morning. Um, <laughs> what class was it? I just took the L. Um, philosophy of mind. And uh not but, philosophy of body. Mm-hmm. Do I have a philosophy of body? Do I have a body? No, do they have do they have a philosophy of body class? I don't think that sounds so. like something Aquinas would have. That would be good actually. Maybe I should like get into that. Yeah. Philosophy of body, it's like Lizzo. Start with a workout. <laughs> it's like a <laughs> naked Lizzo. Naked every class. <laughs> yeah. Like spread eagle shot, anyways. <laughs> I'm like I'm like just like trying to work up the confidence. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
yeah no it's it's definitely i don't know i'm whenever people like do like nude shoots i'm like damn and then i wonder if i'm impressed by it because i went to a catholic school so i'm full of like catholic guilt and i'm like that's why i'd be unable to do it um, i just don't i don't like i don't want to see these people naked <laughs> i don't want them to see me naked like it's not like write a song damn do something else well she I did mean, write a song <laughs> no i know she wrote several songs but i just mean generally like I don't get photo shoots. There's not a lot of photo shoots. I'm like, that's sick. You're wearing like this <laughs> costume that's expensive. That totally convinces me of something cool. Like, I'm like, what? Oh my God. Have you ever done a photo shoot? I don't think so. Like when you were in Young Heezy? Not like, not like the ones where you go somewhere where there's like a backdrop and like some. Oh my God. Drop. Not like one of those ones. I've done them before. Um, when you I did, did like the eye modeling. Spirit. Oh, and, you and with the human, nice. and yeah, I was an eye model. Um, so you put that on your resume. <laughs> that's like the weirdest thing. Um, I'd like to be a hand model. Yeah, same. I have too many calluses though. Yeah, it's over. Um, that career path has sailed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I did that with the human spirit. We did. Uh, I that was the weirdest photo shoot I've ever had. I um. I had there was there was five of us on a motorcycle and someone was carrying a live chicken. We we're like in the middle of like that, Langley. Those those boys know they're photo shoot people. They yeah they're they good. Like they're their good. aesthetic. But um, it's like it's like sometimes in fashion it's like costumey. It's like the harder you try, the more stupid it looks to me. With with photo shoots, yeah, I don't know. I'm uh, not just this not whole this that. whole aesthetic like subgenre is like. I don't know. If it's not tied into a story, I'm not really going to believe you. That You're not into sense. it as much. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Just... So yeah, stop posing naked, everyone. I don't care. <laughs> no, but... I, I think yeah, that's, a, yeah. that's a, a good note to end it on. All right. Um, thanks for listening, everyone. On. Do some push-ups in quarantine. Uh, do not uh, join ISIS. That's well, basically unless, our advice. Unless um, you really can't get laid. No. <laughs> you know, I, I, like I, I was... I, okay, I so can we, talk about, can we talk about one more thing? Yeah. So I, I saw it asserted recently that guys who can't get laid always become violent. I don't think that's necessarily true. I've never seen that said. That's weird. Whoa! This is the shit you got to pay Patreon for, guys. Uh, yeah, guys, no. subscribe to our Patreon. We hopefully are just getting better and better. Yeah, we went. More. I was a little braver today. We're getting closer to the meat of the, the heart of the melt. Getting to the meat. Um, and we are going to have some more guests very soon. I'm curious when you invite some, like, highbrow person that I've never met, how I'll, I'll be like, mm-hmm, yes, quite. <laughs> It'll be funny. It'll be fun. Okay, I'll All talk. Right. All right. Goodbye. Bye, everyone.